Good morning, good afternoon, everybody. This is the second episode of the Hot Hands Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. I have my co-host here, Ethan. How's it going, Ethan? Hello, hello. Welcome back, guys. And then we also have uh, a special guest here today to kind of help us move along a new segment we're going to be start doing. My old roommate, Daniel. How's it going, Daniel? What's up? How's it going? Doing great. He's just going to kind of be alongside us today. We're going to have him here and there. Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, now I got two LA people here. So this is, I'm kind of losing the kind of side here. But to start off, I'd love to talk about, obviously, the NBA playoffs. Things have been happening. It's been going every which way right now. A lot of people showing up. A lot of people showing out. We'll get more on that later. I think the first thing we all kind of want to talk about here is Luka Doncic. He actually played really well in his last game, if I don't if I recall correctly. Oh, yeah, bro. It's everywhere. <laughs> How can you miss it? Yeah, speaking of missing, he definitely didn't miss that shot. I mean, he's, he's yep. incredible right now. He absolutely is looking like somebody that i originally said earlier that he's going to be up there with the four the three other names excuse me with kobe lebron and mj in about i said about five years i think it would take him obviously then he needs some help to get to the nba championship caliber that he's at but ethan what do you think about that what do you think about him dude uh, as a clippers fan i was just like really heated (laughs) as to what happened during that whole sequence in the final few seconds oh man when reggie switched off with Kawhi off that screen to guard him and luca took that shot and it went in and rattled in and i heard mike breen's voice bang bang i literally was gutted <laughs> i was absolutely gutted yeah it's Go it's ahead. it's it's insane because he put up 43 points 17 rebounds and 13 assists obviously the turnovers are there with seven turnovers but the him being able to lead that team without Porzingis is incredible to me. It's not any, there are no big names on that team. There's nothing really. They're all kind of role players. And he just took that team and just said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make sure we make a statement here. And he sure as heck did. Dude, it's so impressive. Like, he's just a second year player. Like, I just can't believe it, man. He's acting like, like Kobe, like Mike on the floor. Like, I don't, I just don't understand, man. I don't know how he has so much poise. Uh, and he just takes control he just wants it you know yeah and that that's something that he really proves he does want it and i think that comes with the experience in the pro and the professional over overseas that he the professional professional games that he played it just made it was incredible that he was able to make this adjustment so quickly and he just feels like he's at home already well with your statement regarding like he's going to be top five in conversation with like kobe michael I, I honestly think he, he will be the best international player we've ever seen, for sure. The best international ball player to come to the NBA and just, like, absolutely dominate. That's That, for sure, for me, like, that's that's no question. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. And it's – I think the biggest thing about Luka is that when he already – he's in his second year, and when I saw that the Dallas Mavericks had the ball with about nine seconds left, I was – playing with my friends i was talking to them during this game and i saw that and i thought to myself wow luca really can win this game right now and i think he he he's going to be able to get an open shot and knock it down like i i I haven't i don't think i've ever thought that of a second year player i don't care who it is nobody you really believe in the right mind that you're gonna be saying wow he he's gonna knock this down uh when morris hit that three in the corner and there was there was still 3.8 seconds i'm like dang we're not out of it man and i'm and i'm like clenching my teeth <laughs> knowing that like something terrible is gonna happen and then it happened that was the longest like three seconds of my life <laughs> yeah and remember that he's also coming off this ankle injury so he didn't yeah, look he, like yeah. that entire game that he was really phased by it he still shot uh 18 of 31 in that game yeah uh, i think it was like a clip he he did a euro step in the middle of the paint oh yeah I think like it was right around Paul George, hard, too. Yeah, yeah. Two hard, like, stomps in the middle of the floor. Didn't feel anything. I, don't, I, don't, I didn't see anything. Maybe he had, like, a little grimace, but that's about it. He just walked it off. It's like, he's just that good, man. Yeah, he's he's 21. He's a, he's a tough kid. It's I think it's crazy how good he is right now. I don't know if you got anything to add, Daniel. Did you want to say anything on Luca's behalf? Yeah, that's just crazy that he's only 21, you know, to think that he's – second year player 21 years old 
and just taking over like that against, you know, guys like Ka uh, Paul George and Kawhi, who's been in the league for what five plus years or something mm -hmm. like that. You know, at least. Do you think do you, but, uh, do either of you think at all that he should that in that situation the last second last seconds of that game where that when he made that three do you think that was the wrong decision that Kawhi should have went over the screen there? Yep, <laughs> you, you you know my answer. <laughs> yep, definitely a wrong mistake. Like who who else was gonna get the ball? Who else? Who was gonna take that shot? You have you have to some like as a Clippers and Doc Rivers you have to know. That you have to make someone else on the Mavericks take that shot because no one else has that kind of experience like Luca has, you know. Now a lot of people are gonna say that Reggie Jackson is a bad defender in that situation. He did a bad job of defending, but I don't know if a whole lot of people remember that the Dallas Mavericks were going down by one point. So statistically, Reggie Jackson played that correctly in giving a guy that was shooting three of nine from the three-point line a step-back shot instead of giving up a two. I don't know if people were expecting him to be right up on Luka and not letting him take the three and drive to the paint, but that's not... I'm pretty sure he did the right thing in letting him take a deep a deep three. I, I'd say Luka. that was good. So, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying for Luka, though, he's 6'7", you know, and Reggie's only 6'3", six, six, I think. Mm -hmm. So yep. he can just shoot over him no matter what. And, you know, a step back for Luka, that's like, a, if he's open, you know, that's like a layup for him, you know. He's been shooting, you know, we've seen that from the last year and this year. His step back game is, is pretty pretty nice, you know. It's pretty up there. Yeah, he, he has one of the most, as we said on our last podcast, he he has one of the most <laughs> fluid basketball uh just game like he's very fluid on the floor he's not taking hard steps and doing a Kemba Walker like two foot three foot step back but he's like mm -hmm. he's 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 very fluid so that's what kind of keeps him in rhythm I think in a way it's not that wasn't the best shot that they that he could have taken I think like I, I I'm not saying I'm not trying to have people bag on Reggie Jackson is what I'm saying he didn't do anything wrong because they were up by only one point you can't face guard Luca in that situation, and he gets by you for an easy layup or an easy jump shot. Mm -hmm. Going off what Daniel said, like the height was a big factor. Being Reggie, like you have to know, like three three point eight seconds. You how far can you get down the floor, you know, and make a like a two pointer from from that distance off the screen? Maybe like the screen took like one and a half seconds. I think Luca's taking that three. Like, like if I was Reggie Jackson, I I know Luca's taking that three because he has no time left. He has to pull from there. So maybe like I would have liked to be a little bit up on him more. Maybe that could have prevented that that shot like a few inches. And you but... know to to kind of like show how deep the Clippers are. Imagine this: Reggie's not in that game, and you have Pat Beverly mm -hmm. out there. I don't know. I, I like. Who are they going to switch at that point? Because you got maybe Lou Will will switch on to Luka. I I'm not quite sure, but Patrick Beverly is definitely going to be locking down Luka at that at that range. He's, <laughs> like, there's no doubt about it. So it's it's a definite it's a definite different situation when Patrick Beverly's out on the court and he's helping out Kawhi and Paul George. But to be completely honest, I don't think that should be the difference like the differential factor in that ending of that game i think we can look at the other side of the ball and say paul george is ever since he said playoff p he's been absolute garbage and i'm not quite sure why i mean i'm not quite sure what is in his head because he's been like mvp caliber he's been one of those best players has been of course he's kind of gone through a few teams and a few slumps but whenever it seems like he gets to the playoffs it's just he fizzles and i don't i don't understand how that happens I don't know if you guys notice anything because for us, obviously, if we're going out to a higher level, obviously we kind of freeze up, we look a little off, we'd forget how to play. But this is just him; like he, 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 he's in the pros for a reason, and you're supposed to be able to deal with that sort of a uh, how the do pressure. I say it? Yeah, pressure. But it's just not there, and I don't know if there's any reason to that. He just forgets how to play basketball. That game, yeah. he had nine points on three of 14 shooting. Shooting uh, under 25%. Yeah, when I watched George, 
out in in OKC. He's always had his on games and off games, and that and always like he's the all star. Like I never thought was a true all star. He was always very mediocre, and consistency like in uh, consistency was the word I always use with him. He's inconsistent always. Mm-hmm. This is why I never really truly liked him as a player because like he just he just doesn't rise to the occasion, you know. He never does. Is a good comparison kind of like uh, Jimmy Butler? I don't know if he's like they're both no, the three and D kind of guys. I don't think he's on that level as to how inconsistent he is compared to Jimmy Butler. I think Jimmy does a much better job in the playoffs than he does. Well, I'm just saying, like, he... yeah, and Jimmy's more of a dog too, you know. And yeah. like, he, I think if he's not scoring, he'll he'll rebound, he'll defend, he'll do everything, he'll drive, you know. Paul wasn't even driving to the hoop or facilitating or getting fouled at or nothing. You could just tell his body language was, you know, he was just sitting in the corner kind of, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think Jimmy would do all the other little little things, you know, other than scoring. Yeah, I think the hype. I think the thing about Paul George, though, he, he kind of came out and said it, that he he wanted to kind of shoot his way out of it. And I, I, I would say that's the right thing when you have a guy like Kawhi Leonard on your team, but he's not shooting out of it so where do you go from here the clippers head coach doc is uh he's he's going on what george is on what george wants he's continuously starting him but you can't bench a guy like that like exactly. I, as much as like i joke he, like that he can you he guys get benched they put for Lou so Will, much, you can't do that yeah they put an investment on this guy and you're just gonna bench him in the playoffs <laughs> like you can't do that right i don't know where they go i think they they to be honest, I think they have to do what they have to do. I think they have to bench him. Really? I don't know if they like, will. Who do you put in? You're not gonna put. You're not gonna. I want Lou Will in. I've always wanted him as a starter, I but just... he 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 plays well off the bench, yeah. so I'm not complaining. But I think you just gotta I'd let him shoot him his way out of it. I I don't see any other. You gotta trust the money that you put into this man. You're gonna have to just ride it out. I don't. He'll find his shot. I I hope he will. Hope so. Because this is it's it's insane how <laughs> terrible poorly he's he's playing. So next thing I want to kind of talk about here after obviously that incredible shot, I still am blowing my mind. My mind is still blown over listening to that bang bang to Luca. It's 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 crazy how good he is. But moving on, um, I do want to talk about. Across the way, you have the other Staples team with the Lakers. So since I have another Laker fan here, I wanted to really talk about it. Again, you heard us. You heard us thinking that Portland is going to roll here. And I posted earlier on my Instagram that who was going to be the biggest After one game, factor. guys, both of yeah. you guys. After one game. Hey, we prejudged. Well, <laughs> Dame was easily the hottest Overcorrected, player. over everything. Yeah. Overestimated underestimated what happened guys well i did post that's all i was saying i was posting about that what's going to have a bigger impact luca's ankle or dame's finger uh you can honestly see what's kind of making a big difference here and also dame went down with another knee injury it's a knee sprain as of for what we know right now and i don't see obviously portland's not going to win this series down 3-1 Chances are they're not going to win this series. They could, but I doubt it. i usually the first to admit that I was wrong, and I was wrong about this series. I thought that Portland had every bit of an advantage coming here, but if I'm going to look to the next one and who they're probably going to play between OKC and Houston, yeesh, I hope they don't see Houston. I don't think that the Lakers want to play Houston right now. LeBron is in that mode, though. LeBron is definitely in the mode of playoff mode. He's ready to go. He's... He's hyped more than ever. I think the Kobe day really helped mm-hmm. the yep. kind of intensity of the Lakers. You definitely saw it when they absolutely rolled the Blazers, and it wasn't even close at halftime. I think it was 80 to was 54. It... Man, was it two blowouts that yeah. they had? Two blowout games, right? Correct. Lakers yeah, won by 20, 20 in the fir- in the second game that they rolled them. In the, fir- in the first game that they rolled them, it was... They were ahead by a lot, but they only won by eight points. But again, it it's not going to change. But I'm curious to see Harden and Westbrook play against the Lakers if that's how it all ends up being. Obviously, I could be also wrong that 
somehow Shea Gilgis figures out how to play in the playoffs and his after his second first year, excuse me, first year in the playoffs, and with Chris Paul just leading that team, that Chris Paul's playing incredibly well. But if he doesn't have another help for shooter wise, I we've obviously saw that in the first two games that it's not going to work out. So Shea just needs to not cra- not crack under pressure. He if he if he obviously plays well, it's going to be a really good game for OKC and it's going to be a really intense series. I think down the stretch that honestly if Okay, if Shea could actually play out well, this could go seven games. That's how I see it, mm-hmm. at least. Well, I'm seeing... I, I, I have confidence in Shea, because um, from what I'm seeing, all these rookies that are in their first playoffs, like Tyler Hero, like Luka, um, and Shea, as you mentioned, that they're they're playing pretty well. So I really... I really I'm not scared, you know? I'm not scared if he doesn't play well. But the difference about Luca and Hero, I think, different. is Hero's a Hero's a spot up shooter on a team that has more help than just Chris Paul. Yeah, and that's why I think I, there's way more weight on Shea, which obviously, honestly, I don't see the whole hype around Shea. I think he's good. I think he's definitely a good player, but there's not enough flash from Shea that I see that's going to say that he's going to be the leader of that team in about three five years. But Hero, he's he's a world player. If he's not on Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Dragic, step up. I don't know how he came out of nowhere to play well in this playoffs. But that team, obviously, that team is a lot more complete than OKC, one hundred percent. Luca is just obviously Luca. He's on a different level, so I don't count. I don't want to compare him to Shea. Yeah, honestly, I think the Thunder have a chance, but. I wouldn't. I still would give this series to Houston, and this is also this is also without Westbrook. I don't know when Westbrook's supposed to be due back to play, but if you add Westbrook, I think that they can handle OKC pretty pretty straight and simple. There, he needs to come back before the OKC series is over because OKC is making a, a run for their money. They won two games, right? Back to back two games. Yeah, they were down back-to-back two games. Uh, like Russ has to come back. Cause I, yeah, I agree. I don't think OKC has a chance against the Lakers. Yeah, um, I, I think matchup wise, Houston, Houston Lakers is more interesting for sure. Yeah, because honestly, Houston Lakers I think would actually be a pretty interesting matchup because there's two kind of different sets of play style. Yeah, uh, the Lakers they they're they're, they're, they're they're tall ball. Yeah, you know? yeah, much and much bigger. OKC small ball. Yep. Uh, but I think if you put up OKC against the Lakers, it's it the Lakers. I think actually have a pretty decent chance. They don't. OKC doesn't have a ton of shooters, and uh, Gallinari versus LeBron. I think we know who's winning that matchup. Chris Paul might might be able to have a bit of a field day because obviously the Lakers guards aren't the best defenders when it comes to against someone like Chris Paul who's very smart. But I think they can. I think they can handle that series pretty pretty easily. And then you got Stephen Adams matched up downstairs against AD. That'd be a good matchup. I think I would watch. I would enjoy watching of the of everybody. But I'd really like to see Houston versus the Lakers. I think that'd be a lot more fun. Yeah, it'd be like defense versus like it'll be speed versus defense. <laughs> the court. Yeah, speed versus the skill. I don't know. I don't know how to how to explain okay, it. I can say skill because they all have skill. Okay, yeah. Well, not skill. What's your size? Size versus speed? Or... Yeah. Speed versus size? Okay, yeah. yeah. That's the right one. That makes we got seven, two, two seven-footers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So but... you guys think Lakers are going to win Portland, obviously, this series? Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, down totally. 3-1, I don't – and game all banged <laughs> up. I mean, tell me that's not one of the biggest narratives in playoff basketball is – actually, any playoffs in general is just health. For sure. Yep. I mean, whoever could stay healthy, I think, is one of the biggest factors. I mean, you look at Dallas. I mean, they're getting kind of rolled now, obviously, since since uh, uh, Porzingis is out. So that's kind of a health issue. I, I was always worried about Porzingis' health to begin with. I thought it was very I, – I, I liked Dallas as a team, but I think they just weren't going to make it very far because of possibility of injury that's just, that goes the same thing with the lakers i mean how long can you expect anthony davis to be healthy why why, why would you assume he's gonna get hurt he's been healthy all season long has he true 
he's, Actually, he's had a few boob. He's had like a, you know nothing major wrong with it. No, you know. Yeah, I'm pretty I mean, sure he had a, a, few a, a shoulder injury, didn't he? Mm -hmm. yeah, didn't he have like a shoulder injury? I think he's re-aggravated a little bit. He had that eye injury or something like that. Yeah, he got poked in the eye. I mean, this but is... nothing. Uh, I think we're you know. You should be pretty healthy, you know, fingers crossed. I mean, yeah, like, but that's the thing. It's just, like, it's just injury-prone players usually get injured. That's just kind of, it seems like that's a trend. I'm not saying that all I'm guys. wishing upon injury. I'm not saying that at all. I just think that it might happen. You can always just hope for that, that he it's doesn't get injured. Guys, right? Sounds like you want him to get hurt, Sean. <laughs> Deep down inside, that Warrior fan in you wants my I mean, like what? I mean, what happens if AD does get injured the stakes are so high for the lakers but see that's why like, they're big too yeah they're big him. too lebron and ad if you see any one of those two guys go down it's it's a real different game for them that's why injuries are so crucial to the lakers especially you know like that's why i don't see them going all the way in my opinion because of their the risk the high risk of one of them getting injured and then, yeah, you just need them. The chances oh, like of also, of the time. Yeah. let's see, 80% of the team putting up a dud? Yeah, I think that's a little bit higher. Exactly. Like, you get your you get your points from LeBron, you get your points from AD, but <laughs> I don't think you're trusting a lot of those guys still to put up the points that they did on Kobe's uh, 824 night. So, you know, going off of what we're looking at tonight, I saw the Dallas Mavericks. Like, I'm looking at their stats right now. Luka's got 12 points, 4 of 11 shooting at halftime. You know, Tim Hardaway, 5 of 9 shooting, 13 points. You do miss that body. I, I understand people saying, yeah, Luka did that game without, without uh, Porzingis, but it's still not the easiest thing to be able to come up against a team like the Clippers and win out. So mm -hmm. I, I think, I think obviously Luca is a very good player, but any, any people, anybody that thought that the Clippers were going to lose a series, I think you really need to hinder your expectations. I don't think they're going to lose a series, even with how bad Paul George is playing. Maybe down the stretch, Paul George might, Doc Rivers might be able to make a decision that he needs to get benched if he's not playing well. I mean that that that's a logical decision I think that could be made. Am I wrong? If Paul George can play like he did in the regular season, we're winning the series. We're winning the rest of the of the games. If he plays like pandemic P, uh I really yeah, I, I'll be worried. I'll be really worried. But see that's But what if I'm he saying. just plays he mediocre, he doesn't need to be he doesn't yeah. need to drop 30 like Kawhi does almost every night. He doesn't need to be that like we don't need high expectations from him we just need him to drop like double figures at least a little bit of an update 10. here uh paul george has got 18 points on all eight of 12 shooting uh, much better he, see yeah <laughs> no yeah he's playing much better he's he's he looked he's playing well this game uh, but i'm just saying like come down the stretch if you need him in or not i don't think benching him from the beginning is an option you can't bench your one of your top players you just can't do that but if he's off shooting night then doc might be able to have to be his have his hand forced here to make sure that they don't that they don't give up anything but again defense is also different i still think you can keep paul george in there for defensive purposes he's a very good defender i understand he might be down but you, that's where doc has to come in and he has to tell him like hey man we need you in on defense. We need you to make sure you play your heart out here because this is the last shot. You know, like, we just need to make sure we lock up and all the other shooting goes away. You don't have to worry about it. Just move on to the next game. That's just, that's what, co that's where good coaching comes in, I believe, is those last second situations. Now, would he have liked to have Patrick Beverly in to make that switch? Of course he would have, but you can't really do much. I mean, it's not like, it's not like we're looking over here. Reggie Jackson is some short little guy that can't guard. He's 6'3". I mean, he's not the shortest freaking guy out there. Like, he's not a J.J. Barea. But, I mean, it was tough. Luke is a really good player. You can't really say anything about that. So I don't recall. Uh, was George on the floor he was. for the last he was few in, wow. I believe he was under the basket. Probably or he was somewhere in the, in the corner, I think. Was he in the corner? 
He was scoring someone, yeah, but he wasn't in the action like at the top no. of the where they were switching and stuff for some reason. Well, he's not in that action because obviously they they set up a play to bring the the guard over because they want Luca to have the Get best switch. Yep. Yeah. So that's we've seen that time and time again. I think a bunch of people would do that more. I think they would do that more with centers, but the Clippers center I think out there at the time was either Morris or Harrell, if I'm mm-hmm. correct. And those two, like, they could kind of keep up with, like, keep it up with a little bit better than most centers. So, that, I think that's why they decided to go with the guard. Yeah. Again, I think the Clippers. I still my t- my pick is still the Clippers to win it all. Uh, Paul George, if obviously if you could see him playing as well as he is right now, oh man, I think this team is still very scary. Um. So, despite the wait, hold up. I have one more comment. Go ahead. Despite the fact that George has had bad luck with clutch suit clutch shooters <laughs> um like hitting those buzzer beaters i would still rather him have had contested the shot against luca rather than reggie jackson i really hoped he i really wished he was up top with Kawhi in that situation and paul george guarding that shot but you can't again that's a switch that's a switch that mm-hmm. the mavericks play for and you can't if anything it should have been a hard step uh, to get in Luca's face, forcing him to go back to Kawhi's side. That's usually if you watch a lot of really good players, like that's that's how you'll see. Hit, or or he'll force him out so far that he can't take that three from forty feet. That's that's again that's how I usually see usually see those kind of plays playing out. The 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 person that's being screened, he'll stay on the left side while the other help is going so far up that. Luca would have to go around him to get a, to get a a clear shot, but forcing giving Kawhi Leonard time to either get back into place or it's just impossible for him to make that deep shot, and that was where the problem was. I think Reggie Jackson might have given too much room, but again they were only up by one, so it was a judgment decision that he just said, "If you want the three, go ahead and take it. We'll we'll live and die by it." Mm-hmm. And he took the bad end of it. So I don't think he really did that bad of a job defending. Anyone can see it how they want. Coming up on the half hour mark here, I want to switch over to uh, some off-season kind of stuff going on right now. We saw the Philadelphia 76ers get swept. Yeah, so they got swept. It wasn't a good series. Obviously, Ben Simmons is hurt. It just, they don't look good. The Sixers just don't look good. But Embiid does. I mean, Embiid played well. He he didn't he didn't he he pulled his weight I believe finished uh, finished that game at least he finished on a high note in my opinion obviously the Celtics I have them going kind of deep they did really I think they're a very good team very complete team kind of alongside the Heat they have the killer they have the defense they they look like a good team but Embiid finished finished out the year on a thirty and ten note with two blocks and three steals but i'm actually more looking at where he could co- could go rather than where he is so this segment i kind of want to bring up i want to talk about where Embiid, where he's going to go if where where do you guys want to see him next year obviously you, you're going to say your own team you want to see him in a Laker uniform you want to see him in a clipper uniform i want to see him in a warriors uniform but tell me would you trade would you trade Bradley Beal for Embiid. I would. Straight up? I would. Yeah, I would. Because I think if if Embiid goes to the Wizards, what what Rui can do and what Embiid can do... And then you're getting John Wall uh, back. Yeah, and you're getting John Wall back. I'm excited to see what they can do together. That's that's a very valid yeah that's very interesting as a team because then you have the big you have the small forward you have the guard that's honestly yeah. to me that's every perfect team you want one of each um, one yeah. really good of each obviously there's some I don't know there's something wrong with Wall and Beal just not work like working together not synchronizing so I say that's a really good trade for the Wizards like I would straight up just give one on one players. Like one player for one. I don't think I don't think Beal wants to be the CJ McCollum to Damian Lillard. That is true. I think he but, really wants to take over. Yes, I think he can, despite him. But he doesn't have enough on on his resume to 
to be able to do it by himself yet. Like, he's proven to be, like, a really great player and drop, like, crazy numbers. But we've never seen him take control I, I actually, of a team by I himself. I actually disagree with, with that. Yet. I actually you highly agree. disagree with that. Mm-hmm. The reason why I do is because John Wall hasn't been around most of the season. You've seen him lead. You've seen uh, the Wizards lead to, like, some good wins here and there. The Wizards ended up finishing 25 and 47. Obviously, it wasn't the best young team. A lot of people that really weren't the best players. So you really just have Beal, and that's why I think that they would end up trading. They're going to try to end up trading Beal. But if you're on Philly side, what do you think of this trade? Would you take Beal to have him run with Tobias Harris, Al Horford, and Ben Simmons? I mean, I would. I, I don't see I why. Don't. Very tempting, yeah. That's very I, tempting. I, I I don't, to be honest. Really? I think there's too many guards. Yeah. But he's a, sh- he's a pure shooter. Yeah. I don't know. And then you Beal... got – so imagine Beal in the corner and, and Harris on the other corner. And you got the whole lane for Ben Simmons to do whatever he wants, and then he could pass it out. I, I, I love it. I personally really like that as a as a trade. Both sides actually make out there, I think. And Horford would be the center? Yeah. Horford would be the center. That could work. I just think I just think there's too many guards. I don't think too there's enough shooters? big dudes. I think I think Philadelphia already had had the the big guy, you know, Embiid was that guy. Yeah, they they have that. But you know, but now they they're giving that up. Something in that, why that they would kind of add... dominant guy in the post. I don't know. It's just gonna be outside ball from now on. Then for the Sixers, it's gonna be Simmons driving in the middle of the lane, kicking it out to either corner. That's yeah. their game. Yeah, and, and but I feel with uh, with Simmons, you need more guards, you know, because he's not mm-hmm. a shooter. No, you know, he's he's he can't he's he's he's, he's like a power forward pretty much. Yeah, but I agree. He's, yeah, not, he's not a shooter. So if you have Embiid, Simmons, and Horford on the floor, that's all like three bigs. Yeah, they're all congested in the lane, and I don't think that that's so anything I, that they and want. You know how the, the the league is more opened up; it's more three. You know, shooting the three ball and stuff. So that that actually does sound kind of nice for both sides, like you said. But would you okay? Would you guys compare Beal to Butler? Do you think they have the same kind of game? No, no. Beal is a way better scorer. I think. Yeah, he's a, a way pretty, better scorer. He's, he's a lead scorer. Okay, okay, really. okay. Because because obviously Butler didn't work out, right? So okay. But Butler, yeah. but the reason why Butler didn't work yeah, out, I think, is the work ethic of the team. It's a, it's a, he's a very alpha, you know. And when you have Embiid yeah, yeah. kind of want to be an alpha too, I don't think I think there's a little bit of pro. There's probably some difficulty of communication in there. I don't think so, you know, because think about it. If Kawhi doesn't make that shot, and that game goes to overtime, they could and the Sixers win. There could be a different story, you know. It could be the Sixers that went to the, that make it to the to the finals. And if, if something happens, they win. Jimmy could end up staying, or it could end up working. You know. Yeah, that's true. You know that that one shot, it it, it kind of changed it everything. And then Jimmy. Who did uh, the Sixers receive for trading Redick? Did he go over free agency, or did he get traded? I thought he was traded, because I, I I like watching the series versus the Celtics and the Sixers. Like they really miss Redick there. Yeah. Like, like they miss see, that that's, again that's that, that kind shooter. of spacing that's that the floor pure, with that that's that yep. pure shooting score and that's what i think beal could bring to the team because yep. if you look he, at he, it there's so he went much as a free congestion. agent by the way sorry, sorry. he went as a free agent to new orleans oh okay okay yeah yep. see, that's that's, that's kind of what i thought he, i thought he went over in free agency i don't think because i don't think they got anything in that uh but yeah again i i think that's probably the most perfect fit for what they're receiving as well, what Phil's receiving and what they're giving up, because getting Horford and I don't know what they were expecting getting Horford with Artie and Bede there. I don't know what they were hoping for. Maybe a whole three shooting team from the center position. I'm not quite sure. I don't know what they were looking yeah, for. Yeah, Horford. Yeah, he didn't deliver. He's supposed to be that kind of guy that can, that big guy that can also space the floor because he has a three ball shot, right? Yeah, sort of. So, but greatest, I mean, but... he didn't have it the whole series. Yeah. Which is kind of it kind of sucks for the Sixers, you know, and their investment didn't produce. Yeah. So. But I, I personally would actually get rid of Embiid before I get rid of uh, Ben Simmons. I think you have a perfect assist man that you can – he he could just be the point guard, a pure point guard in Ben Simmons. 
Embiid, you could he's just high right now, so you could get more in return, I think. So if I would move one of the two, I would just build around Ben Simmons and just get I more I actually shooters. disagree with you on that. Really? Yeah. Because, you know, we've seen what Ben Simmons can do, don't you think, these last how many years? He's... Yeah, he's not can amazing. He, can, he, can he get better? Can he develop a shot after year five or something? But I don't that's know. also opening up the lane, though. You you True. take you take and beat out, and now now Simmons can go to work like layups, things like that. It's opening up the lane a little bit more, especially with Horford having to pull the center out. I understand Embiid kind of did Fair that point. too, but Embiid is also mostly down downstairs in the lane, unless if he's getting the ball up top to kind of do whatever he does to go to work but if you bring out bring another shooter in i think that opens opens up a lot of options for ben simmons and i think he could play a lot better than Embiid is playing if you leave Embiid in this team as well i'm kind of saying um, if if simmons can can score on his own and get his own jump shot going then i would agree with you but right now i can't agree because see, you don't have to have him necessarily get the jump shot there in a team like that you can have all, him just all ben simmons provides is spacing that's all he a... all he does is suck in players that's all he does he's also if you watch his game guy, he just goes to the middle of the paint dishes it out for threes or jump shots that's all he does Which and i don't and he has the fit. occasional layup package but that's it he i don't, I don't like he needs that threat off the dribble you know i don't yeah. see that but that's what i'm trying to say though when you're talking about where you're getting return i don't think you're getting bradley beal for ben simmons true yeah you're not getting that so you're getting you can definitely i think make that move with uh washington yeah, oh, beal, yeah, yeah beal and Embiid. i really think you could make that move that's an option ben simmons i don't think you're getting that kind of high yeah that's uh, fair Another another option here is, uh, as much as I hate to say it, I'm talking about trades, obviously. So, the Golden State Warriors have the second overall pick in this coming draft. What do you think? It's do you think as a, as a Philadelphia 76er, would you as someone in that front office, would you make? What do you want from the Warriors? Because they have the Warriors have the second round, the second overall pick this year. They have a unprotected pick next year which is top four or or excuse me a protected fourth a protected pick next year which is either top four or they get moved back to the next year and they get a top four pick that next year would you want both picks do you think it's fair to give up only one the second overall pick for this year's draft but i mean is the second is the second overall pick this year not enough for you guys oh yeah i don't think anybody in this draft class can can offer anything to the Sixers to be honest I don't see any like standout names besides like well obviously Melo right because mm. he's been hyped and all that he's pretty he's tall right he's tall he has got a shot he's fast so called but I think he's just I don't know he's a little too skinny for my liking yeah yeah and then you and as a like being the Sixers you already have Simmons right a guard a point guard so you don't need him right you don't need Melo so the two the two guys that the Sixers would probably look at drafting is Anthony Edwards, who's another like kind of pure shooting shooting guard. He's a number two. He's definitely a two guard. He's a pure scorer. He can kind of create his own shot. I'm a little low on him. A lot of people are high on him. And you have Lamelo Ball. Those two, uh, yeah. I'm not too high on. It's exactly. not something that I would suggest saying yes to. But would maybe somebody like Andrew Wiggins or Draymond Green or. I think those are the only two that really be any interest there in the two pick. Would you take? I wouldn't. What's another name? James Wiseman, right? What What is he known for? He's a he's a big center. He's a tall center. He's a just a center. Yeah, he's a force, but I don't think they would take him. I don't think Sixers need that. No, they don't need. Especially no. with Horford in the lineup. No. Well, I don't think the God. yeah. I don't know if the Warriors are gonna be able to get that out of them. They could try, but I don't think that any this draft I'm not really high on at all. So I don't think that that pick is going to be worth a whole lot. Would uh, you like that to happen though, as a Warriors fan? Would you want to give up that pick for oh, a big yeah. man like Embiid? You would yeah. do that? Oh, 100 percent. If I could move that number two pick just for Embiid, of course I would. I do that in RV because we're in what the Warriors are in ready is win now mode. 
And if you can get another guy that's ready to go and has that kind of experience, yes, I would definitely take that any day. It's I, I don't like this draft. I'm not too fond of it. I don't I think this is gonna be one of the worst drafts in the past like ten years. You can mark you can mark that for me. But I see not a whole lot of potential in these drafts. Uh, Anthony Edwards isn't a team leader. I don't think I don't he's not gonna be the guy that's gonna bring any low team to a championship. I don't see ball doing that either and definitely not anybody past those two those two are the only ones that could possibly bring something to a team the other ones are just role players james wiseman is just going to be a role player uh ob Toppin is another one that i've another name that i've come up that's come up a lot he's going to be a role player he's not going to be the leader so, so that's... you've been raving about Giannis going to the warriors right yes um would you if if you could acquire Embiid? to the Warriors for less and give up Giannis yeah well which one would you choose you would choose Embiid over Giannis or or vice versa I think it really depends on the two options or the two trades if depends on what we're giving up if we're giving up just the two picks for and for Giannis oh I do that or Andy even adding Andrew Wiggins I think I'd still do that I would I could find oh. I could find stuff in free agency I think Giannis is that good I think he fits his team perfectly he doesn't have he could be the whole guy down below that is making getting every rebound if he wants to and can make any shot down below that he wants to if he's in trouble he kicks it out to Claire Steph and now what yeah that's OP yeah <laughs> like OP. we the, the Warriors spread out the floor so much for Giannis that it's he's a perfect fit and that goes the same for Embiid but I don't think that Embiid has the health and the skill level of Giannis so I would personally take obviously Giannis over him and give up less if we could if we were going to get Embiid. But it might be a possibility. I yeah, was I watching mean, uh, uh, what Stephen A. Smith saying. What happens if the Bucks lose the, the first round or they lose, you know, these playoffs? Where would Giannis go, right? And I was I was well, talking to I was talking to Daniel actually not too long ago about this. That again, it's not where Giannis wants to go. It's where the Bucks see him fit to go. Because he's he's not free agent until 2021-22 season. He's not he's not choosing where he can go. This is all trade. So it's what if he wants out and he tells them I want out, then that then yeah then they're gonna look for something. But again, it would have to be a good deal for the upper management of the Bucks to say yes or no. It's not his choice. He doesn't get a choice on where he wants to go. Yep. But uh, okay, so then moving back to Embiid, I got one more for you guys. Uh, this would be kind of this is kind of interesting as to where we're gonna go with this one. Uh, his name was kind of brought up by actually a warrior that he should get out of where he is. Uh, Devin Booker, would you trade straight up Devin Booker for Embiid? You're you're on the side of Philadelphia, let's say. Without a doubt. I think yes. I agree. Same kind because, of it's same kind of situation as Beal, right? I mean, yeah, because Booker and Beal they have that what that potential, right? What could they do on a on a good team? What 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 could they do, right? And we've seen Booker, Booker drop seventy in his what his second year or something. Yeah, he dropped seventy as a kid, man. Like, of course, I want to see that potential that he has if if we're working together on a better team. So yeah. I would. And mind you, Booker's not like that old. He's he's still he's still he's not old, bro. No, no, he's, <laughs> he's yeah. It's he's, only his fifth year in the league. It's only his fifth year in the league. Well, no, that's the funny thing. It's his fifth year in the league, but but my guy, he's born in '96. He's 24. Yeah, yeah he's young. <laughs> I'm still older than him. <laughs> Like his fifth year, that, <laughs> I I think I think yeah. I mean, obviously, I would take it. I would take that deal. Now we can switch over to the Phoenix Sun side. Would you take that? You're Why losing you your franchise. I don't think they would ever do that. Yeah, they wouldn't do that. And they already have DeAndre they have Aiden, Aiden, don't they? Yeah, Aiden. Yeah, uh-huh. they don't need it. Embiid. They have Aiden. <laughs> they would be the, they would be taking on what Philly has, just two big men and no yeah. shooting. Yeah, I'm not saying like Aiden is like as good as Embiid, right? Embiid is definitely better, mm-hmm. but yeah, you don't. It's as again, like as I've said, it's redundant, right? You got too too many bigs, 
no shooters. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, you would take that in a heartbeat if... You're the Sixers. Yeah, if you're the Sixers, it's too easy. Um, But another another team that I would think about is... What about the Celtics? Would you be willing to move Smart and Jalen Brown for Embiid? Run with Kemba Walker and Tatum? I mean, again, that's that point guard... Small forward and center combo right there. I think I would. Because Celtics right now, they're kind of small, right? I mean, they don't have a true center. Tice is their... Yeah, yeah. Tice is their true center, (laughs) whatever that is. Yeah, I I would take it. But something about Marcus Smart, right? He's like like their Patrick... He's like the Clippers' Patrick Beverly, right? Mm -hmm. Provides Mm -hmm. that, that energy, that intensity... Right, so I don't know if the Celtics want to give that up. So you're giving up but... two elite defenders for a rim protector. I mean, MB can do more than just rim protect, right? Oh no, no, I understand. I'm saying on defensive end, we're talking about. I'm just talking. I thought you were just talking about yeah, defensive yeah, yeah, end yeah. with Smart and stuff like that. So. Mm-hmm. Because well, Marcus Smart can't really produce offensively, and Beat is a is better for that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, yeah, I I, 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 think Celtics should take it. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think Boss, like again. I think Boston is a really good team all around, and you can definitely make that trade. I would prefer not to give up both of them, but if you have to, obviously, yeah, you have to. And I think that's kind of the direction that they're going. But so keep keep Tatum over Brown, right? Oh, 100%. 100%. You, you think you, – really? 100%. I think – I don't know. I've always looked at Tatum and Brown. I always thought they were, like, equally matched. I, I, I actually sometimes think Brown is a little better, but it's just my opinion. Well, usually you don't have Brown being guarded by the best players. Tatum has brought enough attention to him that he's getting the tougher defense, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. So you want to put true. Brown in a role where he has to kind of take over at the final few seconds? I don't think he's getting by anybody at that point. Okay. That's just me. Um. Okay. So then uh, we got about like a few minutes here to kind of finish up. Uh, I did want to bring up this last segment here, and that is kind of why we brought in my friend Daniel. Uh, We're going to do like a little bit of betting here. We're going to talk a little bit of betting. It's going to be a lot of fun. Obviously, everyone talks betting right now. And the number one thing I kind of want to talk about, we're going to look at the next day game. So obviously we have the dallas game and everything going on today tomorrow we have we're looking at a four game set three game set i'm sorry excuse me three game set first game we're going to look at is the bucks and the magic milwaukee's minus 14 uh obviously the over under is 227 and a half daniel is there anything that you're kind of looking at into that game how you wanted to pick at it i'm looking at the minus 14 I was thinking about buying a half point and doing it at minus 13 and a half because uh, the last few games they've been covering at 15 and the last game was 15 and the game before that was a 14 point cover and I think they're going to complete complete it to, you know the sweep or not the sweep but the you know yeah, they're going to finish the them off yeah. it's, it's just so tough for me to take something that big that big of a a spread i like i've had my fair share of bets obviously but 14 points that's a lot of points and the bucks are up 3-1 and this is do or die i i i think for the magic this is do or die i think they're gonna come out with a different fire and if anything i would take i would take orlando minus or plus 14 i think in that situation that's because usually when there's some more of an incentive obviously a team plays better i'm not gonna say that they're gonna win but i think they make this game close and it's just being down three ones. but what would give you that impression when they've lost last two games by 14 15 points because they beat they, them in game they, they one have, that's true they had they it was kind of a shocker though don't you think it came out of oh yeah 100 percent. this is a complete shocker they, no they one knows all this coming kind of let them or did not play to the best of their ability i think and you never kind know overlook, like overlook them a little bit maybe i mean you've played sports you've played sports like i have we've all played sports here when you're up by a lot don't you kind of take the foot off the gas who knows if Giannis isn't uh his minutes aren't kind of 
put under a little bit of a magnifying glass here. Could be, yeah. yeah what that, do you think, Ethan? You think, you think 14 points is too much? Mm, the, uh, personally, I think so. I think, yeah. yeah. I think it's a little, yeah, it's too much of a gap. Maybe it's an off game, right? Yeah. Okay. Too much of a gap. I'll, I'll concede that. I'll, I'll do plus 14 for you guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And we'll move we on. on to the, should we check the next game out? Yeah, so we'll look at the uh, Thunder and the Rockets. This one's going to be a lot tougher. Houston, the four seed is minus three, and the over under is twenty four and a half or two hundred twenty four and a half. Um, what do you think, Daniel? Where are you going to go with this one? This one was hard. I didn't know where. I didn't know who to choose on this one. You know, I was going back and forth. But I think OKC's got that momentum right now. And they look, they look good, you know. Yep. And he, they got Houston on their heels a little bit. And, and I just found out the Russ is out for tomorrow. Um, oh, really? He's day, to, he's day to day nowadays. So I guess they just announced he's going to be out for game five. If he was playing, I would have, yeah, I would have went with that for sure. You can all, you already see, uh, with Harden knocking over the Purell that we all need right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's. He's Chris Paul is definitely under his skin, and that's what Chris Paul does. Chris Paul likes to get under your skin, and likes to get in your head, and that's obviously where he is right now. He is living rent free in Harden's brain right now. Um, it's a wise man once said, "If you play frustrated, you don't play well." Yeah. Maybe Would not the case for Dwayne Wade, but you know. Yeah. Would you just, uh, Daniel? Would you take it at OKC plus three, or would you take it at a uh, even line? That's yeah. That's what I was thinking. If I'm gonna just plus three, I might as well take the money line. Yeah, take the money because uh, it's plus one forty right now. Just take them straight up. Yeah, I mean that. I think I think that's if you're gonna since it's only three points. I almost think that take the money line there. You're. You How do you guys feel good about he, uh, OKC tomorrow though? After what you saw. If uh, I didn't okay. see Harden knock over the Purell. <laughs> Was that a oh, bad omen for you? <laughs> it's just it's, it's something about being in someone's head you know he's okay okc is is good i don't think that they should win this game honestly they won by they won by only three points last game you had harden shoot for 32 gordon shoot for 23 the whole starting team were in, was in double digits but it takes a chris paul shooting 10 of 19 Mm-hmm. And Dennis Schroeder going off for thirty points, ten of sixteen. Can Schroeder repeat? You think he's? I don't know if he has that. That's a, that was a playoff career high as well. Yeah. I don't know. He can repeat that, and they're gonna need that, you know, if yeah. they have a chance. And they so only won by three. Yeah. Shea shot. Shea had forty-three minutes on eighteen points, seven seven of seventeen shooting. He had twelve rebounds. Not that that really matters in my eyes in this game right now, but. I, so what's I, got me torn up is when you look at the Houston stat sheet from last game. You know who can play much better. You have pretty much everyone playing as well, or you know, as scoring as scoring as much as they're gonna score. You know, PJ got eleven, Covington mm-hmm. with fourteen, House had twenty-one, Eric Gordon twenty-three, and Harden with thirty-two. You know, yeah. So where where are you gonna get more points from? You know, Jeff Green maybe he only had ten points. I mean that's still double digits yeah. from your bench. I mean, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, you know, that's why I'm I'm really torn up on this one. You see, uh, anyone else see oh, a yeah. forty bomb in Harden's future? I mean, just complete takeover. This is he's pissed. He's ready to go. He completely takes over this game. And he drops a forty on Chris Paul's head. That could happen. <laughs> Probably going to happen. <laughs> And, I think and, he needs Russ back too. I'm sorry to interrupt again. Oh no, uh, I just think it's the percentage of their threes. Their Houston Rockets, they shoot so many threes every game, like, they, and their percentage is just not high enough, right? They just miss too many shots, and then OKC is getting possession down the floor. That's how they win. It's I want because they're, say... not, they're not making their shots. Yeah, I it doesn't think... really matter about points. It's it's the time. It's who has possession at the end of the clock, right? Mm-hmm. I want to say, though, that uh, I think I actually could see a 40 because last game, James Harden, who we all know shoots a ton of free throws, he only shot five free throws the entire game. Mm. 
Um, obviously, obviously, it's gonna really kick in. I think this game. I, I he rarely ever goes that low, and he doesn't get more than like eight, nine free throws the next game. That might be Good just point. Chris Paul guarding him, but I think I think he can. I think this is a revenge game for Harden. I think he's I think he's over it. D'Antoni's over it. No one wants to play with Chris Paul. They don't want to keep playing him. They're just going to, I think, uh, you know, I, yeah, I actually going to switch my pick here. I'll definitely switch my pick. I think I would take Houston, whether it's minus, well, actually, yeah, minus three. I take them minus three. I think, I think Harden has a game of his life. Everyone else, that, it, I, not of his life, but I think if Harden has a really good game, that spreads the floor and those guys are going to get those double digit points again and they're just going to roll OKC. That's my thought. I think the games that the, the OKC's won, they were really close, right? Like in overtime, and then they beat him down the stretch. The other one was just by three points, right, you said? So, yep. yes. Yeah. And then uh, when Houston won, what was the deficit? How much did they win by? Uh, the first one, they won by 15 points. And then the yep. second one, they won by 13. Yeah, so my point, like, stated there, I think... OKC really has to have the games of their lives, right, to pull it out mm-hmm. here. And uh, I don't know if it makes a difference, but OKC lost at home twice, and they won at home twice. Not that that should matter in the bubble, but that's the trend right now, and this next game is going to be in Houston. Well, not in Houston, but Houston's going to be the home <laughs> if that makes a difference. <laughs> nah, the only thing is the announcer. <laughs> that makes a difference. So, uh, Daniel, I mean, obviously you're going to make this an, an decision here. I think I would actually take Houston in this game. I think Harden gets a lot more free throws, and it's just going to be a Houston game, and they're going to probably take control early. You convinced me until you brought in that last stat about home court <laughs> in a <the> bubble. <laughs> so, hey man, trends are trends. <laughs> I don't know anymore. Uh, so, I got to think about it. So, okay, you guys will. Houston, you want? Yeah, Houston I vote, I, I vote Houston. I'll take Houston. I'll take Houston. Even though I want OKC okay. to win. Um, then, okay, Houston minus three. It is. We already know what we're gonna do with this one. Oh, do we? We're slamming the Lakers uh, minus minus fourteen. 14 and a half. Can we just can we just win a par like can have a nice parlay here and just give them the money line? I don't care how much we don't make, but you know, like. Then no, there's that's. It'd be no point. They're so favorited. They're like yeah. minus sixteen hundred right now. So you think you're gonna roll fourteen? Yeah, make that pretty. Well, CJ, where, where are the points are gonna come from? Yeah, where CJ. are they gonna find scoring? Nurkic, CJ. CJ. I mean, they still have some guys. It's not like they have no one on that team. That's why Portland was able to win out their last couple games. They're good. They're a good team. What do you mean the last couple games? It was all Dame. Oh no, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Before the playoffs started, I'm sorry. Before the playoffs okay. started, yeah, I mean it was all Dame, but CJ was still putting up numbers, and that's why that's why I was saying like Bradley Beal to John Wall. That's kind of where CJ is, and I'm sure he could take over. CJ would definitely be able to take over a team. I'm not saying that he's gonna win this game. I don't believe that at all. But I, I don't know. I'm just trying to make a little bit of you know controversy here. I don't think. No, no, I hear you. I'm just trying to point out all the facts before we lock this one in and we say, yeah, we're going to take the Lakers. But I would take the Lakers. Minus 14 is very steep for me, but, you know. It actually moved to minus 14 and a half. Oh, is it 14 and a half now? Well, now we get a choice of we either win or we don't. <laughs> so, all right, yeah, Lakers, easy take. Ethan, my your, your favorite team, the Lakers, what do you say? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> game. Yeah, I take Lakers, man. It's kind of obvious what's going to happen here. All right. Well, we'll I mean, come back. This is the closeout game too, you know. Yeah. So they, yeah, yeah. They got to put a, you know, put their foot down and then finish it up, finish them off. I think. Yeah. Yep. I think they will. Okay. Our three picks are in, guys. It's uh. Oh, we're gonna find out the wager in a second, but it's Orlando plus fourteen, Houston minus three, and the Lakers minus fourteen and a half. All right. Yeah. And we'll we'll come back next week. We'll bring we'll bring Daniel back in and kind of talk about how we did and where we are. But yeah, so we got those picks in. Uh, anything else you guys like to talk about before we close out the show here? Uh, Clippers are blowing out the Mavericks. 
Yeah, a little bit of update. 97 to 70. Wow. It's, yeah. Whoever <laughs> thought that Luca could uh, carry that team by himself oh, is eating those words right now. But, all right, guys. I mean, thank you. Thank you, Daniel, for joining us. That was a lot of fun. Obviously, we'll, we, we'll bring you on more often, talk about more bets, cool, things guys. like that. And Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to bring you back if the Lakers win because I don't want to hear any of that garbage. <laughs> oh, but, um, shit. Well, you won't hear it. Yeah, I won't let you tip it down. Don't worry. <laughs> nah, yeah, you yeah. have to bring him back, hey. Clippers, yeah. Lakers, just wait Western for Conference Finals. Western Conference back, Finals, baby. Yeah, that, that's it, man. I'm, I'm waiting for that, man. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Ethan, uh, again, thank you as always. Yeah. Be my, be my buddy, my me. co-host on here. A lot of fun. And uh, thank you for everybody that was out there listening. We appreciate all you guys. Hopefully, we keep having sports. Um, there's a lot of factors that are coming in right now. Anything can happen right now, but enjoy while you can. And then again, if you have the hot hand, keep throwing it up. Thank you, everybody.